Show. People call it many different things. Trusting your instincts, trusting your gut. I don't know how I know. I just kind of know. It's called intuition. And in a 2011 article by Robin Zerrell, it's called Avoid Trouble, Trust Your Gut. She says, we may know something in our hearts or minds is not right and ignore that feeling and attempt to proceed as if it weren't there. Bad relationships, wrong job, not having the best friends in your life. There's this uncomfortable feeling lurking underneath. Joining us on today's show is intuitive Jonathan. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. So first things first, what makes someone intuitive? I think everybody's intuitive to a degree. I think it's about whether or not they can act on it. I mean, intuition is really just, I mean, if you look it up in the dictionary, having the ability to come across information without any, like, you, you, you skip the step of rationality or analyzing. It's a, it's a really quick moment knowledge. So everyone has intuition, but sometimes we just ignore it? Everybody has intuition, and we've been trained throughout life to ignore it completely. We're a rational society. We make everything is logical. Everything has to be fit in certain things. And we're not raised to trust what we instinctively know. That gut feeling, you know, like when you walk around and sometimes you just have that pit in your stomach or I don't know what you feel, but I feel it right here. And where I'm pointing to is kind of like in my midsection, like right above my stomach and below my breast. And uh, <laughs> your, your breast, breast? <laughs> my breast is no, but that's why I feel it sometimes. And, when, and usually, uh, yeah, I do choose to ignore it. But we have you on the show today because how can someone start to listen to their gut and trust their gut? Eliminate your sensor, period. Eliminate your sensor in yourself. Eliminate in your sensor about being judged. Jason was talking about getting rid of shoulds. Those are bad things because they don't allow you the freedom of actually getting in touch with what your first initial reaction is, you know? And your first initial reaction without censorship is an intuitive leap. How do you know it's your gut and not just your nerves? Are you being scared or nervous of something? You know, it's a good question because your gut, when you start to question things over and over again, you start rehearsing your drama and you don't really pay attention to what's going on. If you are not coming to an instantaneous conclusion... Like where you just know. It's a knowing. It's it's a difference between a knowing and thinking. When you hear something that isn't right, it doesn't sound right. Or, you know, when you hear something that is right, you hear a click and you're like, oh. It's like I say about inspiration, which is also similar to intuition, is that it takes a millisecond to have an intuitive moment and then it takes an hour and a half to ruin it. It's so funny because for me... When I had my greatest moment of intuition and my gut, I did ignore it. Um, I was in a relationship that was going really sour. And I remember crying to my parents on the phone. And they were like, what do you need to do? And I said, I need to end my relationship. But I didn't want to do it. And instead of allowing it to happen, there's a difference between wanting and allowing. And I'm getting that in my life right now, too. I wanted the relationship to work instead of allowing what to be to be. And my gut was telling me, get out of this relationship. But I stayed in it for maybe about three more months and watched both of us slowly but surely go at each other to the point where we were literally destroying one another. And that could have all stopped if I just trusted my instinct. And I also believe kids, I believe as children, we all believe and have that sixth sense where you just go with it. But then as you age, you get told, oh, no, no, you don't do that. You don't feel that way. Uh, you know, you're being silly. Well, you also have a lot of outside um, 
influences coming in. You have a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't listen to themselves. They like to listen to other people first. They look for approval for their decisions instead of really going to the first person, which is you. There's nothing wrong with thinking of you first and going with what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, my mother is intuitive too, and which can drive me a little crazy. <laughs> um, but she always had said to me that it takes practice. Like you have to actually ha- practice it. Bo, you know this because you commented on Facebook. I was sitting next to these two guys on a first date, and um, I wanted my intuition was like, "This is not working, guys." <laughs> so, and I and it, their gut had to be telling them. But my point in bringing this up is that they're. Like for relationships, we want one so bad mm-hmm. that we ignore it. And that ignoring is practice to ignore, I think. And so like it's it's really hard to get past that point and start practicing to listen to it rather than ignore it. Well, I remember years ago that I was watching some TV show about in- intuitives and they said one line that I'll never forget, which is we're the only animal on this planet that doesn't listen to our intuition. If a bird did that, they'd be eaten. You know, if, if another mm-hmm. animal didn't listen to it, maybe I shouldn't be here they'd be extinct. They wouldn't exist. See, this is why I'm single because I'm so intuitive <laughs> that it. I can see the end of the relationship before it even begins. That's not intuitive. There might be, <laughs> another, there might be another reason which is coming up <laughs> later right, on the show. Me too, me too. <laughs> the director of the Mindsight Institute, Daniel Siegel, says by developing the ability to focus our attention on our internal world, we're kind of picking up a scalpel and we could use that to re-sculpt our neural pathways and stimulate different areas of our brains. So is it like a muscle and the more we use it, the stronger it becomes? It's more like a sense than a muscle. And it's really becoming in touch with that sense. You have got to retrain yourself years and years of what you've been taught by your parents, by society, by all these different things. And and nobody really takes the time to quiet their mind and listen to their insides. And they're much more concerned with what's going on outside or in some cases, you know, a lack of self-confidence will breed a a lack of intuitive trust. You have to build trust in your own intuitive muscle. It's what I say in my blog and the, the, my first entry of my blog and what I said at my therapy session is she said, why are you here? And I said, because I can't tell the difference between my intuition and my insecurities anymore. Hmm. And so that was my goal is trying to figure out the difference between the two. I'm 35 years old and retraining myself and getting rid of my old behavior is by far the hardest thing that I'm doing in my life because we have that initial reaction to things. And what I'm really trying to do is listen. I now call it my higher power and listen to my gut instinct here. And instead of reacting I'm stopping, I'm breathing, thinking about it, and then properly responding. And also, I've started doing meditation work, too. And it's amazing what comes out of meditation. And I had no idea. A lot of people think, oh, that's silly. That's Just give it 25 minutes. Give it a half hour. And in the beginning, I noticed a lot of stuff popping into my head. And I'm like, ooh, I'm supposed to hear that for a reason. And then by the end of it, I'm silent. And then when I'm done... I'm like, why did those pop into my head that particular time? There's a reason for it. A lot of people really don't know how to meditate, and that is the main problem with meditation. When you meditate, the whole point is not to block everything out of your mind because that's impossible. 
It is to start by labeling the things that you hear. You're like, oh, that's the air conditioner. And therefore, it can go away. It's not in your, you know, you're picking apart each little thing that's distracting you. And then you come to silence and peace. And then there's a whole new world that opens. And you have all these different things come up. The article's author says people are not trusting their guts and don't own their feelings because they may have to do something about it. And it's that whole fear of having to do action. And she says a person is more likely to get into trouble this way. So I want to ask you, what do you think happens if... If we choose to ignore our instincts, are we doomed to repeat it over and over and over again until we learn from our guts and learn our lesson? Well, then you turn it off and then you usually have a tendency to have an inability to make decisions and you turn things inward on yourself and you have a lot of regret. And you get eaten by a bigger bird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, definitely. Or a honey badger. You know, <laughs> I'm working on this going with the flow thing. And I mean, I'm filled with all these little lyrics that I've been dealing with, like going against the tide rather than with the tide and following life that way. So going with the flow, it's easy to do something like that when it's something you like and you want to do. But what happens when your gut is telling you something that you don't want to do and you're just like, and usually it always is. Why is my intuition always about bad things? Well, bad. Well, let's get rid of the the, the, the good, moral bad. Words. Yeah, because that's that's like something. I consider unpleasant or that I don't want to do. Well, I mean, and that goes back to why people don't trust their guts is because sometimes their gut will go against what their mind wants or what their heart wants. Like, oh, I really like somebody was saying earlier, I really want this relationship. People have a need for relationships and they will totally (laughs) ignore the huge blinking signs that say stop. In your work, Jonathan, when it comes Mm -hmm. to intuition, what do most people focus on their intuition with? Like, for instance, we were talking about relationship problems. What else? Like jobs and stuff? The most common issue is when am I going to find love? When am I going to get married? And when am I going to find love again? Like, it's love, love, love. And that's when I usually stop them and I go, what are you avoiding? I am going through. It's so funny because I just started recently doing online dating. And I've, the boys have been flooding in, lucky me, but... Because <laughs> of the beard. <laughs> the beard works, boys. <laughs> so anyway, there was this one in particular, I read his profile, and the way he came on to me, and I was just like, no, no, Bo, you know, this one's no good, because you've been down this path before. All your exes were just like this, and you know how the story plays out. Out of all the guys, which one am I having the biggest connection with? Of course, the one that I always have. And then there's one that's so boring that I could just freaking die. My gut said, Bo, get rid of the one that's exciting. My gut says nothing about the other one. But how do I balance that? Well, you need to look at your patterning process. I mean, Mm, in psychology, we have patterns. And you have built a pattern to go for the thing you least really (laughs) find prosperous in a relationship. Yeah. You know, and the thing is you have to retrain that pattern out. You have to you have to change my 35 years, change the moment. It's not 35 years. It's okay. This is a pattern I repeat. Let me change this pattern instead of trying to change your whole entire life, which is like bulky and like (laughs) this huge like burden. My bulk is actually getting I'm working out. I'm getting thinner. It's not so bulky. Jason, you have a question. Well. I th- you wanted to respond to that. I was just going to say at least understand the pattern at the very least because when you understand it, you, you change it. It's, it's the basic of it. Right. Yeah. I just want to say in a bigger picture, I wouldn't change any of the not trusting my gut and trusting my gut because I wouldn't be who I am today without those experiences and understanding all of that. So- I will say this. 
what I recently went through the past three months and the ending of that relationship, I mean, it really changed me as a person. And because of that, I've been doing a lot of soul work that I thought I was doing before, but now I'm like, whoa, beyond anything I've ever experienced in my life. So I look back on making a poor decision, but realizing it was that decision that got me to where I am today and the life that I'm currently living, which it was painful. But now when I look back on it, I will always look back on this time in my life as phenomenal. I mean, the way that I've changed and the things I've been doing, you know, ultimately, my, even though I ignored my gut, it got me to where I was supposed to be. I mean, that's why there is no right or wrong about it. You really have to travel your own path. I mean, my favorite word is noticing. Like when it comes to patterns, instead of trying to like attack them and stop them, like notice. Be more aware. The more aware you are, the more likely you are to listen to your own intuition. I make lists. It's so funny. I walk down the street, and I'm not kidding, and I try to – I think life – does it do this? Do you guys notice this too where things are little triggers? You're like, oh, that's there for a reason. I was supposed to see that. I was supposed to hear that. And I write it down and try to like figure out the puzzle of my life. Like, why did I see that name over there? Or or why did that song play just now as I was walking across the street? The synchronicity dilemma? Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of free time on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) The Bo Show.